Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Every Tuesday afternoon over the past couple of weeks, I've been learning how to live well from those who've mastered it. So we've talked about laughter yoga. We've gone hill walking. I've even done an ice bath. We've tried to figure out our finances. If you've missed any of our chats, you can still listen back. The podcasts are on the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. But I'm joined today by the holistic gardener, Fiona Nulon, who's uh, in to chat with me in studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andrea. Um, what is holistic gardening? So for me, holistic gardening is approaching the garden from a holistic viewpoint. Now, holistic, very often people think of holistic and they think it's kind of like that thing of like the laughter yoga or the banging a gong or the doing the pilates in the garden. And yes, that's part of it. But really, it's about embracing the whole benefits that you can get from being in a garden or partaking in gardening activities. And there's a whole plethora of positive benefits to making that connection with the garden. So it's it's different to what I would describe as being then the normal gardening. Like I, all gardening is good well, for you, surely. Yeah, all gardening is good for you. It's it's basically what it's about. Is it's about being a little bit more mindful with it maybe or a bit more conscious or that your intent is that you engage with the garden on higher level. Now, again, that sounds like we're talking about lighting the incense and banging Mm. the gong and all that sort of stuff. Really what it is, is, you know, for a lot of people, their garden is, you know, the place where the kids run around or the the prison yard for the pets as as such. Or, (laughs) you know, it's got to do with curb appeal and it's keeping the uptake of your house. Yeah. But for a lot of other people, it's where they get their creative expression from that they go out and they see what plant walks beside, this texture walks beside that texture, this okay. colour really vibrates off this. And within that, that creates an awful lot of positive neural firing and lots of like really good endorphin release. So it dials down pain, it dials up the immune system. We have the thing about like once you're outdoors, you're connected in with the, the sunshine, your circadian rhythms, mm, vitamin D, vitamin D, yeah. great immune system. Again, vitamin D, the precursor serotonin. So when you're gardening, you're meditating yourself towards happiness and joy and that sort of stuff. So then if we can go with that flow and go to the next level, well, what is it that it actually does for us? And if you think about it, you know, we, we live a lot in a kind of a, a, a nature deficit, especially if you're living in a, an urban environment, you know. And I mean, I'm, I'm Dublin born. We go back a couple of generations. Yeah. But like I always say, it's, it's you know, if you, go, if you go back far enough, if you're a Dubliner and you go back far enough, you know, it's not long before you, you, you like you wear a culture. You know? Nothing wrong with that. And, no, and, and, and what I mean <laughs> by culture, yeah, what I mean by culture is not a derogatory term. Yeah, is I that, know. Is yeah. that the derivation of culture? Well, one of the derivations of, cult, of culture is agricultural. It comes from the agrosoc dances that that used to happen. So at one time, all of us were connected. We were farm labourers. I mean, the famine displaced a lot of people into the city, and then industrialization, and you know, up to today with modern work practices, were less connected to the land. At one point. Some part of your day was out turning, turning the sods or watering the plants, you know, and we lost that kind of connection. We've also moved into urban areas where, OK, we've two canals in Dublin and, you know, Limerick has, yeah. has green cycleways and that sort of stuff. But we're not in nature. So when we're in the garden, that garden is our 
chunk of nature. And in nature, that's humans, that's humanity's natural habitat. We think our natural habitat is kind of central heating and, you know, comfy <laughs> sofa, you know, but it's not, it's really about being outdoors yeah. because all of our physiological, and we're getting into kind of evolutionary biology stuff, but all of our physiological stuff that keeps us tip top, keeps our mental health going, gives us the right chemistry to stay positive, gives us the right levels of endorphins and painkillers and, 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 and NK cells that, that kill off cancers and pathogens. All of that is enhanced when you're in nature. If you took a saliva test in this room now where we're mm. under artificial lights, lots of technology, lots of EMF fields going on, our immune systems would be much, much lower than if we went around the block into Stevens Green yeah. and took another saliva test. That's why we're all talking about rewilding in city centres. Yeah, yeah, but and, humans and urban need areas. to be rewilded. Um, I'm trying to think, though, for people at the moment that are maybe, they're you know, standing in their kitchen, working mm. from home, looking out the window and maybe trying to look at their garden now through a different lens. Like, how do you incorporate some of this holistic garden that you're talking about? Yeah. Into the likes of me who, you know, have sort of dead plants and things that are half dead. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's again, a different level of rewinding that's level. unintentional well, see, Again, what, what's your passion? So as you're standing in your kitchen, is your passion cooking? Do you want to start some chives this week? Do you know, like now February is the perfect time for chitting your potatoes. So if you're interested in getting into some kind of grow your own stuff and you want to okay. take the lawn out of front garden, now is the perfect time to be thinking about what veg can go in, get a raised bed, put it in. So then you can grow your own nutrition. You can grow your own food for your own smoothie. So you're using the garden then as a tool to boost your health. You're already stepping into the garden as a benefit. It's not just a chore to cut the grass mm. and trim the hedge. I imagine a lot of people um, probably just look at the garden as, you know, it's a sort of an aesthetic, mm. cosmetic, you know, nearly like a sort of an extension of the, the house, of an the additional house. room, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah that We all but, want to make it look pretty but, and perfect. But why can't and, it be an extension of your soul or your spirit on that level? You know, why, why, can't, why can't it be an extension? Why can't it be the outdoor larder? Why can't it be the outdoor okay. medicine cabinet? Trying to look at it in a different way, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so even like that, say you have kids, you know, if you have kids, say you have kids that have, you know, um, ADD, ADH, um, if you put them in a garden that has more of a wilderness feel than a very structured type of garden, they're much more relaxed. You know, you can create a garden. Say you have children with asthma, you can create a garden that has no pollen or low pollen. But what they're getting the benefit of is they're getting the benefit of the green space, which lowers cortisol and stress, which means when they're then taking in their medication for their asthma, it's absorbed into the bloodstream and into the lungs and the alveoli a hell of a lot quicker than if they're not. Um, Texter wondering about the, the type of herbs that you might recommend that we should all grow. You know, are there certain ones that are perhaps better for our health? Asks this listener. Yeah, and you know, one of the easiest ones there, I was just saying about kind of like if you're into your cooking, you know, why not get it? You know, it, does, it can be a hanging basket, it can be a window basket, it can be ripping up the entire garden and turning it into an allotment. But something as simple as thyme, because thyme, you know, that you put in your bouquet garni, well, you have it for your food, you know how to cook with it. But uh, thyme boosts your immune system. What it does is it makes the macrophages that fight 
uh, infections in the system. They're like little sharks moving around looking to catch the pathogens. It makes them swim faster. So they clear an infection out of your system quicker. So if you're having time in your meals, say you're dealing with a seasonal viral complaint or a, a, um, maybe a, a cold or a head cold, if you're taking time a couple of times a week, that's as good as taking all your echinacea and your gallon of vitamin C and your 20 smoothies, kale smoothies a day. So, you know, there are ways... Looking at the herbal benefits. The from, herbal benefits yeah. of okay. it, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, another listener wondering about the easiest things that we should maybe start trying to grow in our back garden, ask this listener. Yeah, well, I always say, look, you know, even if all you have is a lawn and a hedge, the, the colour green lowers cortisol in the body and that improves your immune system. So even if you, even if that's greenery. all you're going for, more greenery. But then colours have a particular effect on the body. So red, for example, is very good to increase uh, salvation. So... Um, to get the saliva into your mouth. So say you're on a particular group of medications mm. and you get dry mouth um, and you can't really swallow your tablets and you feel like your, your appetite has gone down. To have red and yellow, those two colours in the garden, really help increase um, digestive juices that get you to have your hunger back. So then, you know, if you're looking at something like um, this time of the year, perfect example of it where we're, we're the January blues may still be lingering in, in, in February. What we have is we have a lack of the, the shade of blue that, that causes the serotonin to be released in the system. So, you know, if you're out in the garden during the day, you're getting that hit of blue, but you can plant blue colours to increase that throughout the year. Orange radiates at the frequency of joy, which is why the Buddhist robes are all painted in, in, in okay. orange. So, so you know, if you're bringing that into yeah. so you can use these little things where you're taking from colour therapy and you're applying it into the garden. Okay. But then you can have an aromatherapeutic garden. So this is the getting back into the holistic thing yeah. where you can go and, uh, like some people have their garden as a team, as a cottage garden, but your, your garden can be your, your temple. So you can go there and you can create, you can put plants that have a, a meaning. You know? uh, listener, probably a little bit like myself, um, I have my first garden and even though it's a total mess, I'm looking at it every day, it makes me so happy. It's tiny, but it's mine. Then mm. I am definitely not like that, Dexter. <laughs> Another listener says, as much as I'd love to get into gardening, it just feels like so much extra work, so much hard work. Feels like it's a huge undertaking to tackle, says this listener. Yeah, but there's the thing, you see, if, if you're going to walk in the morning and you're on the commute and you're getting up in darkness mm. and you're walking through artificial lights and you come home and you're plonking out with a glass of wine and Netflix where is the sunshine in your life where is the fresh air in your life you know plenty so, for us to think about so, so by instead of having to then get up at five o'clock in the morning to do a jog and listen to a podcast yeah. you could get into gardening and find that when you're doing the gardening it's a complete distraction away from all your woes and worries, which is boosting your mood, elevating you yeah. anyway. Okay. But then the physicality of gardening works muscles that you won't get walked out in the gym. So I'm not saying it's going to make you, you know, super buff and give you the, the kind of the, the, the six pack and all of that sort of <laughs> stuff. But what it does is they found that gardeners generally have a better health status than non-gardeners. Mm. Gardeners tend to live for 10 to 15 years longer than right. non-gardeners. It's because your circulation is getting everywhere yeah. when you're out in the garden. Um, if, for people with more just looking for I suppose kind of the where to start from the holistic approach in their outside garden mm. where would you send them just for a little bit more information? Um, well they can type in the holisticgardener.com and you know that, that, that brings yeah, you to my yeah, website. Yeah, great. I have a ton of books that are available in libraries and book centres they, they, can, they can go to. Brilliant. 
that'll give a little bit more information. Uh, Holistic Gardener, Fionn Onulon, thanks a million for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.